Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? Oh, uh, well, we're down your way this time, aren't we? Yeah, bother da. Um, yeah, we're down, we're down in Wales. We're in South Wales, which is almost another country, to be honest. Yeah, you're but, north, uh, aren't you? Yeah, we're North Wales, uh, and uh, obviously I'm English, as you can tell from my uh, my perfect diction. Um, but he, like watching this, this was painful. Not not because it wasn't enjoyable or anything, but oh, it's you can see why the Welsh hate the English. Mm. I mean, I, I was thinking about old, old Chummy, not Bert, because he's your yep. stereotypical Welshman, but Die, is it? Is the other one Die? The one that was in Dad's army. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's I, what's his name, Die? I'll get to his name when I'm going through my Bert notes. Died, which is confusing. Uh, yeah, Talfrin Thomas. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's actually Welsh, and he's the, he's the only one, quite rightly, he's the only one that pronounces any of these things correctly. Mm. But then I was I was sort of thinking about it, like, it's a bit annoying that you got, like, people that are not Welsh, playing Welsh people, pronouncing it wrong. That's sort of a bit annoying. But then, like, the Brigadier and that pronouncing it wrong, that makes perfect sense. Because mm. he, he wouldn't know how to pronounce half these place names. Um but yeah, yeah, Talfrin Thomas was, he was the BBC's go-to Welsh person. Yeah, but what I was thinking is, um, this, you know, outrageous, cliche Welsh depiction, does that work better when that fella is in Dad's Army in a serious drama, or the fact that he was in Dad's Army, does that just take a bit of the curse off of it, because it's a comedy and therefore it is all broad strokes yeah, and I think, stuff? I think... In, in Dad's Army, he works really... I mean, I, he was a very, very funny character, and that was the reason he didn't stay on, because um, um, the other cast was sort of, you're giving him too many laughs, get rid of him. <laughs> so he, he only stayed for a sort of one full season as a, a regular. Um, yeah, he's really funny, but very, very cliché, in the same way that Fraser was clichéd as the tight Scotsman um, and stuff like that. So I think it works better in a comedy. Um, because I think Talfrin Thomas is a, is a really good actor, and he's good in this. Mm. Um, but it, in his episode of The Survivors, or several episodes, some of the best episodes he's in, um, it's the same sort of outrageous Welsh stereotypes. I think it was just this the era, wasn't it? Mm. But then, to be fair, you, you go you, you go further into Wales to like Bangor and that. And yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not far off. You don't hear anyone uh, in Wrexham calling each other Bloodwin, do you? Bloodwin. I've never heard anyone call someone Bloodwin, um, to be honest. Uh, and I've never heard anyone say, oh, there's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that, and, and to be honest, that could be a generational thing. I'm not saying that uh, in the early 70s people didn't use those phrases and that. But, yeah, I've never, in all my time here... 
I've never heard anyone uh, say those sort of stock phrases. Okay, and have you ever been called boyo in the street? Uh, no, no. Boy, boyo, but although boyo is used, it's not used much by anyone under sort of 50. So it's, it's a generational a, thing. Yeah, then. it's generational. It's very much like a um, uh, Max... Uh, was it Max Boyce, the Welsh yeah. entertainer guy? Yeah. Max Boyce, they, that sort of generation. Right. Um, I suppose... I'm trying to think what an English thing would be equivalent of. Well, I think, I think you know, if you're talking about an English equivalent, you're talking about like a, a Leslie Phillips style, yeah. you know, posh city gent. Yeah, I say. Or a right commoner. Um, yeah, well, because that's that's the thing, isn't it? That that there's just as many English stereotypes on TV at this period. You yeah, you had the the Cockney wide boy, heart of gold, or you had the hoity-toity uh, lord of the manor, horrible person. Yeah, it, I think it, it's just I think TV dealt in stereotypes back then, didn't it? It was short shorthand. Yep. You, yep. you knew. You know, rightly or wrongly, you knew what you were expecting. <clears throat> and it filled in a lot of the details. So, no, I don't... And it is just what you did. I mean, yeah. the fact this is in Wales really uh, is irrelevant. But the fact yes. that it is in Wales, I guess, at that time, means that you have to follow certain traditional depictions yes, so, yeah. of that locale. Yeah, and it, and it is really sort of strange because it's very much a mix of that how green is my valley type village life and that still sort of exists you, you know you can you can drive 20 minutes from from you know Wrexham which is quite a sort of quite a, a modern I mean we go for city of culture next year I think uh, it's quite a modern city um, you can drive for sort of 20 minutes and get into a village that feels like you've you know the village in um, uh, the, uh, the the horror film where they oh, what's it called is you know it a hammer? I mean? the, yeah, it, it was an anthology one, uh, Monster Club. You know the. Oh you yes, yeah, yeah, and you can go get to places like that. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's 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 outrageously uh, um, sort of that dated, but it's just it's laid on thick. I think that's. The, yeah, yeah, and we must but, yeah. just think it's a product of the time. It's a product. Isn't it? Everybody it's else also, was doing it. Exactly, and I, I think it's really nice that. They're not in the, the home counties because pretty much Doctor Who at this point was, you know, the Pertwee era was filmed, you know, if it was more than an hour away from London. No, no we're not doing that. Hmm. You know, just, just for convenience and that. So, yeah, this, this it's, it's, it's a nice, enjoyable one. Yeah. And this is a very, very rare Doctor Who for me in that I can clearly remember in it on first transmission. Yes. And because I can remember it on transmission, I have an accurate uh, gauge of how old I was. And so I know that when I watched it the very first time, I was 10 years and 11 months old, which I reckon is about the perfect age to be watching yeah, John Pertwee come through. Because I, I remember this clearly in as far as the bits that are... Because what, what, this was, what, 70... 73, June 73. 73. So I was five four and a half, five. And I, I can clearly remember the maggots and the, you know, going in, into the pit and going through it. And I remember the, the stuff at the end on the slag heap and that. 
Um, I, I don't really remember that I, I knew much about the plot or anything like that, but yeah, this, would, this had a huge impact on me. I think I said before, I, for years, I didn't want to step over gratings. Mm. You know, you'd like go, go outside the pub and you'd have the gratings in the floor. I didn't want to step over them because I was paranoid that if I fell through, there'd be the maggots there. Um, <clears throat> so they did, they did their job. You know, they scared a small child to death. Um, but this, this is a, this is a, a really sort of quintessential Pertwee story, this one, isn't it? It's got it's sort of the best of Unit, the best of the Doctor, the, a good story, great cast. Um, the Briggs great in it, Benton's good in it. Um, there's only one... I know. <laughs> one floating <laughs> turd in the, uh, in the system. Um, but we'll get to him when we get to it. But yeah, this is this is sort of if I, if if I wanted to, if someone said um, I'm thinking of watching Doc Two: The Poetry Years, what's a what's a good place to start? There you go, Green yep. Death, mate. Yeah, all the positives for his yes. run yep. are here in spades, aren't they? They are. Yes, uh, everything that's good about the Poetry Years is here. Weirdly, as well. A lot of the stuff that's bad about the poetry years is here, but it it's far outweighed by the good. Like you've got the dodgy CSO. I was keeping a in my notes. I was keeping a tally of every dodgy CSO thing, and I think I got to twelve. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, no, there is a lot. All yes. right. Well, we'll we'll crack on then, and yes. we'll get get into this thing. What's that? The bombing has started. Bombing what bombing? The Air Force will soon have obliterated those creatures out there. The uh, Brigadier, he's in charge. The fool. What do you want to bring them in for? Doesn't he realize the bombing will never stop those maggots? Stevens arranged it on my instructions, you see. The facts of it is the only logical solution. But it won't work, I tell you. Oh, you are mistaken. I can't be wrong. I am infallible. Really? Then try this one. If I were to tell you that the next thing I say will be true, but that the last thing I said was a lie, would you believe me? Um, the matter is not burnt. Check. Well, it can be worked out. Yes. Gone. Mm-hmm. Your, your statements do not correlate. They are incompatible. It is not a valid query. Give me time, Doctor. I shall work it out. I shall work it out. It cannot be answered. But I will work it out. I shall work it out. I must. Check and mate. You're nothing but a machine after all. I shall answer it. I shall answer it. I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall answer it. I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall answer it. Yep, we start. We've got stock footage of a Welsh coal mine. Yep. Um, and a very rare appearance of John Scott Martin outside of a Dalek or outside of uh, uh, a layers of rubber as a, uh, as a miner down the mine. Yeah, yeah, we like I say we get we get stock footage of a mine, which is something you don't see now in Wales. The mining industry is just gone. Although you can you know you can go up into the Snowdon area and there's there's you know sort of 
mines you can visit and slag heaps and that. The slag heaps are very uh, around, you know, sort of around here. There's a lot of slag heaps and they're very reminiscent of this when you watch them. Um, but yeah, we we see him, and, and I suppose it makes sense, doesn't it, that little you know cough and a splutter parts like this. It makes sense to give them to the people that you've got kicking about, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you'd rather than hire a different actor for it. Yeah, just give it him. He's good. Um, we get, uh, I think. I might be wrong. I think this is Doctor Who's first use of front axial projection to give the glowing green. It's brilliant. It works so well. That, the mm. maggots, and the fly yeah. are the three things that I remember from my 10-year-old experience. Definitely yeah. the pulsing green, yes. Yeah, I, I can remember that. I remember being very scared that, that when people died, they went bright green. I suppose they possibly do. <laughs> Give them enough time, they'll, they'll go a slightly green colour. Yeah, we're, we're in, uh, well, they, they keep saying um, land fire feck, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's like land for feck. And I think, yeah, Tafford Thomas is the only one that pronounces that correctly. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really intriguing opening sting on this one, isn't it? It's like you're, you're immediately brought in. Um, and then we meet, we sort of, we, we meet, the character I think is probably in the in the dictionary under the word hip. There's a picture of Elgin. Yep. He's amazing. He's got that 1970s. I mean, those this suit is so tight. How can he breathe? And then he's got that wonderful mane of hair. That 70s tash. Those 70s glasses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm immediately taken out of it because the, I, that, I think the actor's Tony Adams. And, oh right. Okay. Yeah. And. At the time, and all the way through the 70s, he was a mainstay of Crossroads. Oh, was he? Oh, I don't know. We never really watched Crossroads. That was like, that was ITV. And yeah, no, every family. bloody day we really? had Crossroads on. So I know him from Crossroads. So yeah, this is like uh, the guy in Crossroads. This is his hipper twin brother, if you like. Yeah. Do you but remember the Crossroads theme? Down, 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 down. Yeah, oh God. that was Tony Hatch, I think. Wasn't it? it was crossroads in character successes. coming soon to it, uh, yeah. near Zaz. Yeah, so yeah, we've we've got Elgin, we've got Stevens up Stevens. top, haven't we? I love Stevens. Yeah, he's, he's great. This this actor's really good, um, and this I love this character. He's great, and it turns out, and it's such it's 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 a really weird, heavy-handed. Um, Neville Chamberlain reference. Oh boy, is it? Yeah, but what's weird is so, so I was reading a few sort of online references in it, and people are sort of I don't is it a generational thing again where people are going this is like a hidden Easter egg that you might not get. It's like, wow, what? did they not teach anyone <laughs> anything these days? Yeah, um, prosperity in our time. Yes, um, yeah, and um, while he's that, yeah, we see Terry Walsh as well in the background. Yes, yeah. And while all that's going on, we've got old John down below, and the first yes. instance of your 12. <laughs> yep, C yep, CSO number one, the lift. Oh, I'm always taken aback by just how it's just yeah. there, some of the CSO, and you're not expecting it, yeah. and it's like, ouch, every it flaming can, yeah, time. It, um, it comes out of the blue, and literally out of the blue, uh, and whacks you down. And this, the lift is, is also problematic, because they're, they're doing that sort of, this is a moving platform leg bending. Yes. And of course, it, it just doesn't work. It just looks hilariously comical. 
Uh, yeah, so that's uh, CSO. We'll see if we can list them and keep them in order. So CSO number one. Right. Well, I've definitely uh, logged yep. that there, yes. Excellent. And then I've put that outside Professor Jones is heckling Stevens. Yes, Professor Jones, um, superb. I love, I love this character. The actor's great. The character's great. His hair is amazing. Mm. Um, I find um, my hair is very close to his at the moment. So I, I well, he's wearing a jacket place. that I can see you wearing uh, as well. Sixty-five jacket. That's in my uh, notes. Yeah, I can. I like. I like Professor James. I would have loved to have seen a spin-off. What with him, the, yeah, him and that, uh, Joe? I think that would have been great. He's that rarest of of sort of supporting characters. He's interesting. He's honest. He's ethical. He's but intelligent. He's yeah, you can see him on Doomwatch, can't you? You can see him on Doomwatch as one of the scientists. He's he's great. He's a real strength to this. It's it's funny, you know, all those things you've used to describe him. I was thinking about, you know, the very last in the Avengers sixties uh, TV show, yeah. Emma Peel in her very last uh, appearance, her long thought dead uh, yes, husband, husband comes back, and he's the spitting image of John. Steed, and yes. yeah, Professor Jones is almost. Is he's a young Pertwee? He's a young Pertwee, yes. And you yeah. can see the appeal for Joe, can't yeah. you? She's going off Nor with another yeah. version. Well, yeah, because he eventually he takes Joe up the Amazon as well. Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> where's Leslie Phillips when you need him? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and this actor was um, he was uh, he was. Um, he was he dating. On, he was dating, yeah. He hadn't quite married because they married just after this. But they, uh, sadly, it only lasted a year. But Should they were definitely dating. Thing. And yeah. that was one of the reasons they didn't want to employ him because John Pertwee was upset enough yes. that Katie Manning was leaving. And this is just like another turn of the screw, they thought, yeah. for him. You know? Well, there, there's... Yeah, it, because... I mean, it, it, it's great because they've got such good chemistry together, these two. You really, even though it's a six short episodes, unlike, say, when Leela leaves because she's in love, you really believe that, that Joe could fall in love with this guy. Well, it's more than that because yeah. you can clearly see that she is falling yeah, for him. Yeah, over, I think this is, this the is possibly the, the six best episodes. Joe story as well. Um, she gets a really good arc and she really, you can see her maturing the character, not the actress. Um, you, I don't think she's ever matured, um, but you can see the uh, you can see Joe, yeah. Just she knows it's ended before the doctor sort of acknowledges it. Mm. Um, it must have been weird as well because I, I mean, there, there, there's also I mean it depends on whether you believe it or whatever. But I think it's come from ritual sources that Pertwee had an affair with uh, Katie Manning, didn't he? Mm. Um, so there must that must have complicated it. Um, but yeah, he's he's great. I'm glad they they brought him in. He's a uh, again the the cast of this one is really good. I'm really solid. Th this Professor Jones, I'm always astonished that he played Max, Tarrant's twin brother's counselor, yes. in Blake Seven. You know, and once you know, it's like oh yeah, it's him. But the characters are just so, so oh, yeah. different. But that's the measure of a good actor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he he is. His uh, Welsh accent is spot on. Um, yeah, he, he's he's really good. I I could watch a series with just him in it. You know, I think it's that, that interesting a character. Um, it's a shame he sort of never come back or 
Mm. I'm sure there's probably big finish stories about it. But also, I mean, this whole thing with Professor Jones and the people at the Nut Hutch, um, you know, it's so ahead of its time. You know, everything they're talking yeah. about is relevant even more now than it was back in 73. Yeah, uh, it's astonishingly how the this story and what it represents has come so back into fashion. Um because for a while it wasn't, wasn't it? You got the well, sort of the early eighties. This this story was sort of looked down upon a bit as being preachy hippie rubbish, and everything they're describing. It's like literally while I was watching it, I was eating a corn stir fry mm. while they were discussing the uh, the um, mushroom protein. It's like, yep, we got that. The the all the power talk is really good. Yeah, it's very prescient. Mm. Um, but then, of course, Barry Letts was. Um, was very into uh, ecology and yes. um, trying yep. to save the planet and that, and he obviously was a Zen Buddhist. Um, so yeah, it, but it's aged so well. It's a bit like Quatermass, the fourth one, John Mills, which for a long time was just you couldn't watch it. It was so dated, and then you rapidly it came back in, and you go, oh, I've seen I've seen these gangs of hippies on the streets now. <laughs> you know? Yes. Someone give give one of them a dog with a rope round its neck, and you know it's it's someone you will see in Liverpool. There you um, go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also we in this first episode uh, before she goes and gets changed, uh, Joe's almost in a, a a mock Peter Davison outfit, isn't she? It's really weird. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I yep. think she's cosplaying the Fifth Doctor just to annoy her. In that scene, we've got the Doctor right and he's yeah. fiddling with the space-time coordinator and he does this thing that John Pertwee always did which is to try and sell the fact he's working with this highly advanced circuitry he's always got a little eyepiece in you know this yeah. one eye magnifying glass I don't think that really you know helps things well no I mean I, I've got a couple of those um, loops they're called oh are they um, yeah they're, they're for stamp collecting but the trouble is the focal length on them is really close so you know when you you see in in um crime films where they'll be looking at counterfeit notes and they'll go right up with, and you've got to be that close the way Pertwee use them yeah you might you, you might as well poke your eye out you're not going to work um but yeah and i love as well that uh, that Pertwee does that classic Pertwee thing of i can't be asked to learn techno babble i'll write it on the desk <laughs> and so when joe asks him about it he looks across and he's reading it off the desk He's, he, 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 usually he's really good at disguising the fact that he's doing that, but occasionally he'll get the eye line wrong and say, like, yeah, you'll need yeah, that, Yeah, you can spot it, yeah. Um, but really nice nice overlapping dialogues in. We don't get much overlapping dialogue no, in no. Doctor Who or any BBC show at this point. No, and, um, and that's really, you know, yeah. setting up the, the, the uh, rift between joe and the doctor yes isn't it you know yeah, it's, already you're aware that there's some parting going on here um it's and that because the doctor wants to go to metabolis three he's hardwiring it into the tardis because he wants to get one of the fabled blue sapphires aren't all sapphires blue can i ask i, I think so i'm not i'm not a rock expert um i know in the in the classic sherlock holmes blue carbuncle thing there's no such thing as there as a blue carbuncle. I think all carbuncles are red or something. Right. But I, I, I wouldn't like to say, but sapphire is definitely a blue colour. Yeah. Wasn't there so, a Ford sapphire? Yes, there's a Ford sapphire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've got. I've just 
called it up. Sapphire is generally known as a blue gemstone. Ah, but, here we go, surprisingly, it comes in a wide range of colours and quality varia variations. Right. So there you go. Um, yeah. So, so, so he, he yeah. is quite right to actually call it a blue sapphire. Yes. That's okay then. Because I think even by the end of this story, it, it starts to be renamed a blue crystal, doesn't it? Mm. Um, perhaps, I don't know, I don't know what sapphires look like. I imagine like in most stones, they can be cut to any shape. Yep. Yeah, he, he, want, he wants to go off to Metabilis 3. Yeah. Before we just talk about that, can I also say the colours of a sapphire, if anyone's interested, oh, yeah. apart from blue, can be... Pink, orange, yellow, green, purple, violet, any colour except red, which is a ruby. Oh, right. Okay. See, to me, they're all just rocks. Yeah, <laughs> clear I've never, rocks. I've never yeah, I've never understood the value people place on i tell you what, I've always, since I've been little, and maybe one day before I die, I will have one, I've always wanted an emerald ring. Oh, yeah. Really Make clear green ring. Yeah. Like a bit of kryptonite on my hand, oh, you know. Fine. Mm. Well, I've got I've got a, a weird lump of kryptonite. Came with one of my Superman figures. You just stick that on it. All right, okay. Right. Away. My yeah, birthday's like, in July. Just remember that. Like uh, I got to make one for Travis actually. If we oh yes, do, of course. Con this year. Um, that could have been a sapphire. It could have been, yeah. yeah it could mm. Have been. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the Doctor's a bit a bit of a git in this early bit, isn't he? That he's he's very condescending to Joe. And just ignores what she's saying, and then gets a bit annoyed that that she's not just going to follow him blindly. Yeah, because she wants to yeah. go to South Wales, doesn't yeah. she? She's heard about global chemicals, and it's oh no, a bit OTT, but yeah. Mm. Oh, have we have we mentioned yet global chemicals? Because before I saw sort of saw this when it was released on VHS and on UK Gold and that. Because um, in the book they changed the name of Global Chemicals, didn't they, to something else? Because there was a Global Chemicals. Yeah, I saw something about that. Remember. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that it's global because their symbol is the Goodies G. <laughs> and, uh, they're all wearing Goodies badges. <laughs> I want one of them Goodies badges. Yeah, you can be a fan of two shows by you wearing could, yeah, that badge. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the brick comes in, doesn't he? And and. I love his attitude. It's like uh, cheap petrol, mm, lots of it. Yeah, yeah nonsense. Yeah, just yeah. what the world needs. Yeah. He goes. <laughs> yeah. His um, Mick Courtney's uh, fake tash in this scene is is terrible. Whoever applied it, it's really in danger of falling off. This mm. is, is possibly the worst I've seen. It ain't um, good. It ain't good. Yeah. I want to know how the brigadier knows about John Scott and Martin turning into the Hulk, because this yeah. is. Yeah. These two events are happening concurrently, I thought. Yeah, it, I think I don't know whether the editing has been done to make them concurrent. Perhaps in the script they were one complete section, then the next complete section, which would make more sense, and they've perhaps edited it to give it a flow. But yeah, you're thinking, how does he know? Has someone rung up unit? As soon as they, you know, down as soon as he come up from the mine, they go, that guy's green. I'm going to ring unit. Mm. The very secret, but everyone knows about it. Organization. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we we also get this weird, uh, so we can get a, a little joke later on. Is the fact that Joe is is almost a fangirl for Doctor Jones? Yes. He's never seen his photo. <laughs> yes, I know. Mm. Yes, that's a bit weird. Um, I I do like this little rift that's developing between her and the Doctor, and when she <laughs> goes off, I do like you know the, the quite melancholy line of of John Pertwee's, you know, so the fledgling yeah. flies the coop. 
because he knows what's happening, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and that's, that's even more poignant, isn't it? Because, like you say, that was Pertwee's view as well. Mm. Um, he thought that the Doctor family was coming to an end because, obviously, Roger Delgado had died mm-hmm. uh, the previous year, and he could see the writing on the wall. And I think, much like Hartnell before him, he took his co-stars wanting to leave almost as a personal affront that, you know, yes. why, why would they want to leave? Um, yeah, so it's, it's really poignant this. You, you're a hard fan if by the end of this you've not got a, you know, a little bit of a tear in your mm. eye. Yes. Um, but then this, this wonder, wonderful thing is then followed up with, with the most thick Welsh stereotypes in history and this is where we get lots of yeah is it boil? <laughs> here they come yeah we've got the welsh milkman uh, yes. I, I mean that's uh, um, a blast from the past to have milkman yeah, um we have the brig i think this is the first time we see the brig in civvies yeah. i think uh, yeah um cause, yeah because he's in uniform in uh demons it's yes benton and yates in civvies um yeah and he's in he's in the, again the most you could see jerry ledbetter wearing this can you Mm. Um, from the good life, um, yes. it's great, and he he, he drives. A, it looks like a Triumph Spitfire or something. And it's like, yeah, I, I can see the brig doing that. I can see that this is the brig in civilian life. All he needs is to be smoking a pipe, and we've got yes. it. I think yeah, we, yes, we've got him. Um, yeah, so he offers to. He's going to take uh, Joe down to the the nut hutch. Um, yeah, yeah, she's dropped off there, yeah. and and we're, we're also cut to the Doctor on Metabelius Three, yeah. which is basically a quarry tinted blue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, these scenes, these these, this is the only misstep I think for me for this entire sort of run is uh, this is this is me. We're getting the fast forward button out. These Metabelius Three scenes go on forever. Or it feels like it, and they're really bad, I think. Mm. Um, but we do get the it, it builds up to the absolutely stunning uh, joke that works so well where he, he, the, the phone is just ringing in a Monty <laughs> Python way and then all through these scenes and then eventually he lands and goes I'll speak to anyone <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> it's, good yeah it's, it's top notch that really good yeah that's good. So that while that's happening, we keep cutting back, and you know we have Joe meeting Professor Jones. I love yes. the line, "You'll contaminate my spores." <laughs> yeah. goes, Shut the door, you idiot! Yes, and um, yeah, I, yeah. The thing that watching it on a big TV now, you know, on on DVD, his um, fungi that he's working on is clearly some white mushrooms with a bit of red spray paint yes. sprayed yeah, on. Yeah, someone. They, they've they've knocked them up quickly, haven't they? In the uh, the props department. Yeah, it's a new type of fungus. He goes, and you, like you say, uh, Joe doesn't know who Professor Jones is. No, no. So so we get that. I I I, I I'm presuming it was probably cliched even back then, but the well, it must have been because we get it in um, War of the Worlds, don't we? Where someone's fawning over someone and doesn't realise they're talking to that person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, but in this, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, the War of the Worlds one is 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 just as unconvincing because she goes, oh, I didn't recognise you with the beard, and he's got like an <laughs> hour's worth yeah. of stubble. stubble yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the go, going back to the Doctor, those talons, yes. those bird yeah. feet that menace him. Apparently, they were out of uh, storage. I don't know what they were from, but yeah, they were. I, they, I, they I were a stock item. That wasn't the goodies. <laughs> Were yeah. the goodies around in seventy three? 
Yeah, they were from 69 onwards. I know Bill Waddy and, you know, yeah. Graham Garden were, you know, working with, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, Graham Chapman and that, but um, I didn't know they were that early. Yeah, the, the, the I'm, I'm sure it's 69 or 70 was the first oh, okay. year, the goodies, yeah. Okay. Uh, in my mind, the goodies are always mid seventies. I guess yeah. I, I don't it's know if that was the, their heyday. That's, yeah, that's the golden period. Right. Um, right. Sort of seventy four to seventy six, which is all the episodes we remember from that period. And you watch the early stuff, and it's like, oh dear, oh, yeah. it's not quite, not quite hitting it. Um, but yeah, we uh, so yeah, the doctor comes right. We get Bessie, yay! But Bessie with an absolutely ruined bonnet. Hey. Mm, yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, we we meet one of the the sort of main villains who I really like Hinks. He's a, he's a get, isn't he? Hinks is uh, not a, a pleasant man. person. No, no, he really comes. Oh, I don't know who the actor is, but I can imagine him doing these same sort of parts on the Sweeney and you know stuff like that. He's he's really convincing as an utter an utter git mm. with a yeah. slightly lazy eye and. Yes. Wonderful Stephen says um, um, yeah. no one must go down the mine. You know, uh, yeah. we get this mysterious music, and Hink leaves, and that's when Stephen puts on this natty set of headphones, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. This is I had I had very because um, we obviously watched it recently. I had very much invasion um, flashbacks to this situation. You know, the the guy running a uh, a big firm with his security henchmen. It, but this is like. This is a, a Vaughan and Packer with all the humour of that relationship removed. Yes. Isn't it? This is a realistic thug and a boss. Um, but yeah, we, we start, we start realising something's not quite with Stevens, uh, not quite right with Stevens, because, yeah, he, he gets a bit of doubt on his face and then he, he puts on um, the biggest pair of headphones oh my goodness. you've ever seen. These become very familiar in Doctor Who. They are outrageously yeah. huge, aren't they? I, I wondered. I couldn't find any details of them, but because I, because obviously, almost all when we later on when we meet the main villain, almost all of the main villain is stuff that was purchased from um, UFO Century Twenty One UFO. Yeah. And I wondered if these headphones, because they look really good. Um, no, I don't think they're yeah. from. I don't think no, they're I from UFO. Find anything, but they're certainly used in Doc Two over and over. Hmm. Um, because recent, I mean, re most recent I've seen them was in Destiny of the Daleks, um, when Romana's wearing them. But um, yeah, it it uh, is definitely definitely a very seventies design that headset. Yeah. Before we move on, yeah. you just made me think of something. You know, you was just saying about Hinks. He's a nasty bit of work. Yes. Right. And it's like, hang on, hang on. And that set a little uh, bell ringing in my head. So I've just looked up the guy. On yeah. IMDb, we have discussed this guy on Blake Seven in character. Have we? Oh, yeah. let me think. And he was a nasty bit of work in that. Really? Who did he play in that? Well, the actor's name is Ben Howard, and he right. played Mori in season three's Volcano. He was the bully oh, boy, right. mate of Serverland. Um, yeah. You know, and okay, we said, oh, yeah. he's like a, he's he's like a tractor driver. He's like a farmer. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, he was he was the Billy. Bo oh wow! Sh he, apparently, he was going to take over when Serverland became president. He was going to become yes. supreme commander, and we berated that notion, didn't we? Hilarious! Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's him. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, well, so well done to him. He's yeah. appeared in two uh, quality programs. Indeed. 
yes. Uh, where were we? Um, I've, yeah, I've so, got now, uh, Joe arrives at the sense, yes. mine head when yep. dyes turn green and calls for help. Joe and Hugh go down as the doctor arrives. That's how episode one ends. Yeah, so Joe... Joe um, Oh, Bert. Joe's gone, yeah, Joe's it, gone to the pit with, and she meets Bert and Di. Um, Bert, who was, uh, he was one of the aliens in um, the uh, Dalek Master Plan, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. yeah, I can't remember which one, Pointy Tooth Man or something. Um, yeah, so she goes down because she's, because uh, um, who's, who's in the pit at the moment? Oh, it's the other guy. He's like the foreman yeah. who had gone down yes. and... Because he's he's rung up and says I'm dying, um, or I'm you know. That's I'm not his name. Die yeah. in. I'm dying, dying the pit. <laughs> um, John's the pit. He. Uh, do you remember um, over the engine? I still have. See, uh, see, that's where it works. It works in blooming you yeah. know Oliver Postgate stuff, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah so Joe goes down the pit. Um, and then they don't realise that uh, Hinks has cut the brake line, done some nefarious engineering deeds, um, and the doctor turns up in a really nice shot that we, you know, where we're looking through the, the pit wheel um, down onto yes. the, yes. the 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 uh, Bessie. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. And then um, episode two ends because they they can't stop the 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 fake lift. Now that's episode one. Ending, uh, episode one, it? sorry, you're yeah. right, yes. Yeah, because episode, episode two starts with the most appalling CSO of the yes. lift out of control. Yeah, it's terrible. I think um, the ten-year-old yep. me or the five-year-old you would have gone, no, nah, that's not right. Yep, dodgy CSO two, the lift revisited, I got in my list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have noticed, would we, I don't think. Um, you notice as well that the, the recaps on this the, these episodes are quite long. Mm. Compared to normal recaps, so I wonder if it I guess it's underrunning. Under, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I have, when I watched this bit, I was watching this on uh, um, Saturday night, and uh, I had so much just super strong memory come flashing back of this period of Doc Two and eating those Nestle Doc Two chocolate bars. Really. Yeah, just Remember from the them. images you were just watching, from, yes, just from yeah. these, this this sequence where they're trying to stop the lift and the CSO, and I could taste that chocolate. It, it's never hit me, but it was so weird. And then I, I wished I had a set of those chocolate bar wrappers. I love them. <laughs> um, um, what have I got next? The doctor needs to cut the cable to effect a rescue. Yes. Um, and there's equipment that can do it, but it's at Global Chemicals. Yeah, do we get we get a bit of a. A bit of a filler, a bit of a non-script. So yeah, they've they've decided that the only way they can, because uh, the lift uses a, a, a counterbalance. So you, which I, I, I mean, is that real? Because that seems a really bad safety feature. Mm. That if one lift gets stuck, the other lift by definition is stuck as well. What's the point of having two lifts? I don't know. It's mm. weird. Um, and they haven't got any cutting equipment because the cold board took it back. Bit of a dig there at the cold board. Mm. Um, but yeah, they. Um, Global Chemicals has got some, um, and we get this. This this goes into quite a long, almost all of episode two is trying to get this oxyacetylene torch, and it goes nowhere really. It's just this is pure filler. 
Well, the um, thing it's that... enjoyable filler, but it's pure filler. Yeah, yeah, it it is. But the point of it, or at least one of the relevant things that happens during it, is when uh, Stephen's um, assistant objects to him trying to slow things down. And that's when we get the voice of our main adversary, don't we? Yes. Our boss. The wonderful boss. Yeah, telling him to process Stevens. him. Yeah. Um, this is John Durth, isn't it? That, it is. Uh, he, he went on to appear in Planet of Spiders. He is, he is superb. This voice is just amazing. Um, it's barkingly mad yeah. later on when he's oh, singing along and trolley, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a computer. Um, yeah, it's it's really good, but he's got he's got such a such a voice on him, and it, like I say, once you've heard him go Stevens once, that it's just it's superb, and he's got a great double act with um, with Stevens as well. In my notes, I don't know, I must have been in a bit of a punny mind because I've I've put down we should call this episode quite a mess in the pit. Oh dear, it's terrible. Isn't it? That is fantastic. Yes, yeah. So. Yeah, this uh, assistant, we next see him and he's been brainwashed and that's when Elgin yes. starts smelling a rat, doesn't he? Because yeah. obviously Elgin isn't in on any of this. No, El Elgin's, Elgin's one of the, the good, innocent guys. He, he, his biggest crime is he's just working for a multinational oil company, mm. which these days would be enough to, to have you cancelled. Um, but yeah, he, he, he doesn't know anything. And what's interesting, there's some nice little bits of dialogue because uh, what's, what's the guy's name that gets uh, that gets hypnotised? What know, later on? Uh, uh, this guy, the guy that where he oh fell, I think his name fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fell because he eventually he fell out the window, didn't he? Um, yeah, fell. And there's a nice little bit of thing where where the him and and, um, uh, and Elgin are talking, and they obviously used to be in the military together. And it it's a nice little bit, mm. and. Um, just on these throwaway characters. And I, I suppose, again, because if, if this story was underrunning, that's what they tend to build up these character bits, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah it just add, adds a lot to it. But yeah, El Elgin's a, he, he's a good guy. Um, it's such a shame he disappears for, for you know, the poor actor had peritonitis, I think. Yes, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and they, they bring in this other guy. It's like, you might as well have a badge on saying, I am Elgin. <laughs> But well, he is. I mean, all the lines he's got are Elgin's yeah. lines, aren't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like Elgin. I, I think this is a nice little subplot brewing where he, he knows something's up here because mm. his, his mate is acting weirdly. Mm. Um, just after that, that's when the Doctor meets Professor Jones. And I yes. like this moment <laughs> because it's like, oh, is it indeed? Yeah. And you can see that the Doctor's yeah. immediately sizing up Professor yep. Jones. And he's immediate with, I respect this guy. Yes. And it's great. It, it's Because it, normally there'd be some uh, animosity between the Doctor and this style of character. Because um, the Doctor is, you know, he's quite pompous and that. But in this, yeah, he sizes him up and he's like, ah, are you indeed? And it, you can see immediately goes, I like you, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and I love the line where he says... Um, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. Very advanced for your age. And he goes, oh, the promising youngster, is it? He goes, no, the age you live in. Yeah. <laughs> great. That is, a, like that is a really good line. Poetry, yeah, it's absolutely great. Um, we do get a slight uh, slight weird-ish continuity issue, with it, don't we? Because earlier on, um, Global Chemicals said that... Uh, uh, Jones said that... Um, 
he tried to he knew that global had an oxycetylene because he tried to borrow it the other week and then Stephen says or uh, fell says uh, uh, he tried to borrow it yesterday mm. i was like is this a cunning thing to suggest that he's hypnotized therefore you know was it deliberate i don't know was i know just know. a continuity error it doesn't matter though does it no um, it doesn't matter so, yeah, Professor Jones and co, they raise the distraction, the protest, and that's when I mean, <laughs> there are instances in this where John Pertwee has his James Bond moments, and here he is yes. with the uh, the truck from the electric company with the, um, you know, the little uh, cabin on yeah. the arm to get him over the electric <laughs> fence. Yeah, Pertwee loved this sort of thing, and he would he would go to the writers and sort of say, just give give me a one of the doctor moments, and this is it, and it, yeah, it's it's a... Uh, it's this overly complicated way to get over a small fence. Yeah. But and, he's enjoying himself. <laughs> and he enjoys the next bit because he gets caught by Hinks, doesn't he? Yes. And Hinks says, bit old for playing games, aren't you? And he's like, I'm quite spry. And off he goes. He's got his Venusian Aikido, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. And it's, it's nice fight scenes. I mean, it's, like I say, pure filler. But it's, it's a nice, it's a nice, again, Pertwee fight scene. This is, this is like the perfect Pertwee fight scene. Because, of, of course, although Pertwee loved these fight scenes, by this point he was having real, real pain with his back. He yeah. had fused vertebrae. Um, and, yeah, you, you, you can almost see him twinging in pain mm. on some of these scenes. Uh, but, yeah, it's great, it's great to see. Yeah. Um, and I love his, um, I love his uh, cloak in this one. <laughs> it's like a red colour. It's really nice. It's you swirling a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Classic poetry. Indeed, yeah. Uh, so the Doctor, Davis, and a couple of others go down the mine because uh, yeah. they've managed to sort the cable out. And Bert and Joe have found the west seam because there's an emergency exit there. Yeah. Um, and uh, But there's a light down there and there's a smell coming from somewhere. And yes. Bert sees this goo and rather stupidly decides to touch it. Why do people do it? Why mm-hmm. do people see something glowing and go? Because especially, I mean, this is even worse. Because he's just seen like two people die, glowing green. So there's something glowing green there. I'll poke it one. Mm. Um, we get that that which which even by now is is was cliched for Doc Two because we had this back in the Daleks where people will it'd be in a cave and turn off their light and then realise it's they can still see each other. Mm. Um, and we get one of those scenes. Um, but yeah, poor poor. But um, acts really quickly on him, don't it? Much quicker Very than quick. the other guys. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's immediately sort of, you know, coughing up blood, or doctor equivalent of. So um, Joe decides to then go and uh, see if she can find the the back door herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, our our star appears. Yeah. Good uh, grief. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Good grief goes to the doctor because he's caught her up. <clears throat> because we have more crap CSO. Um, yes. Uh, a CSO of, yep. of maggots, uh, basically. Uh, yeah, so, so I had bad. So we've missed. Bad CSO number three was the lift again, the doctor, and that comes down. Yep. And then bad CSO four. Yes. Possibly five. Four, I think. Which is, yeah, we get that, that maggot scene. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's not. It's not good, not is good it? Not good at all. Um, the ma- and the maggots, we sort of there's there's various ways they're showing the maggots in it, and we see them first. They're like tiny little miniatures, 
<laughs> and that's <laughs> the, the maggots. Set. That's the maggots. Yeah, they look more like um, cold fried rice mm. to me. Um, but then we one burst through the wall and we get our our glamorous DeMille close up of the maggot puppet. Oh, it's just gorgeous, isn't it? It's so good. It is fabulous. Yeah. Now, the maggots and the uh, giant fly in episode six, yeah. Ian and I have um, discussed on Effectively have, Speaking yes. years and years time. and years yeah. ago. Yeah, I, it was your first ever time it on was, a yeah. podcast of mine, wasn't it? Yeah, you, um, couldn't, you couldn't find anyone else. No, no, no. Or no, someone no. let you down. And uh, you went, Ian, Ian likes to oh, talk. Oh, he'd do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, do it. And we went into the special effects, but I can't remember, and I haven't gone back to listen to it because it's been a blooming Not many people mad week. <laughs> um, the the, the close-up DeMille version yes. of the maggot it is a... Uh, is it a ferret skull? It's or? a fox fox skull. It's a fox um, skull. Yeah, but so were, they, were they real ones, or or are they like pl- plastic no, they, versions? They were real ones. They were real fox right. skulls. This is this is in the, the sort of time when you could go into any second-hand or junk store and find taxidermy animals all over yep. the place. So yep. I imagine getting a fox skull sadly wasn't that difficult. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. They, they actually show you making one on the one of the DVD extras. They actually make a new one, and it although it doesn't look amazingly close to the old one, it does show how they did it. So you know, with cling wrap and stuff like that. But it just it's it's amazing. It looks so good, and it's hissing. Mm. Yeah, it's a horrible hissing thing. It's no wonder I was scared as a kid. Yeah, and I tell you what else helps it immeasurably is it's shot on film. Yes. As well, yeah. which really gives it a bit of atmosphere, doesn't it? Oh, 100%, yeah. So they can light it properly, they can angle the camera properly. Um, it, 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 it's real, it holds up to this day. Some of the other shots, not quite. But the, yeah, this, this end of episode uh, two shot just holds up. And then we get it all again at the start of episode three because we got another long recap. We get a long recap, yeah. but unfortunately straight after that we get the most appalling... Yes shot of them punting through yeah. the cave. So the, do- the doctor because he's a time traveller, he's been to the future and seen Indiana Jones Temple of Doom <laughs> so he knows what to do but yeah we get I think uh, CSO bad dodgy CSO number 5 mm-hmm. uh, which is the mine cart this is, this is probably the worst of all of it that we get um, because half the mine cart just disappears yeah um, Yeah, they, they go punting through the, the maggots and again it must be for the time, it must have been okay because it, I, I I remember being scared by this. Um, so, but now you watch it and it's like, oh dear. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, the the doctor has to do is because Joe's like so scared, <laughs> she can't move, sort of thing. And the doctor has to do his his doctory thing of the verbal equivalent of slapping her across the face. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and yeah, they they get through the 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 sludge and the slime uh, and it turns out the the back entrance is actually a, a hatchway up into well we don't know where it's going yet but it eventually goes to global chemicals doesn't it yeah but before they find that they find some eggs and the doctor yes, says he's yeah. he's beginning to understand what's going yeah. on now we we've, we've complained about this before with the doctor it's it's the Avon thing, isn't it, of going, of course, I yes. knew all along. Yeah. 
if, if you've got a glimmering idea of what's going on, tell us, because otherwise you just come across as an idiot. Yeah, he, he never yeah. backs it up, does he? No, he never, never backs no. it up. Uh, but yeah, they find these eggs. The eggs are not quite as convincing, because um, they sound suspiciously like polystyrene. Yes, they when do. they pick them up. Um, but yeah, so, and then they sort of climb up the ladder and they realise they're in one of the, uh, the, just under the tanks at Global Chemicals, and Global are dumping all their waste into the pit. Um, which uh, part of me goes, that's possibly sensible. <laughs> fill, fill the pits with rubbish. I mean, because that's what we're doing with landfill now, isn't it? Well, it's the Space 1999 thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just yeah. dump it where you, you'll you never go. That'll be all yeah. right. And yeah, they're climbing up, but Fell, this guy Fell, is, is, is venting the tanks, isn't he? And he's just about yes, to yes. Uh, um, drop it all down on them, but he, he overcomes his own brainwashing just in time. Well, El Elgin appears, doesn't he? And is, yes. is poking him again uh, to say, you know, what the hell are you doing? And then, yeah, the first, weirdly, just unbelievably weirdly, the um, the system has a klaxon just for when people are in the pipeline. <laughs> How often does this happen? <laughs> They've built this into it, but yeah, they they they've got stringent yeah. health and safety measures. Of course, yes, yes. Yeah. Any um, eventuality. Yeah, they, yeah, I just imagine what when they were programming, saying, do you need this? Is anyone going to get climb up from the mine? You never know. Well, you never know. Let's do it. Good health and safety. Um, yeah, so Elgin sort of browbeats uh, Fell, and Fell finally tells him how to open the door, and he lets them out just in time. And then we get uh, bad CSO number six, which is the uh, the wasty maggoty horribleness. Hmm. Yeah, it's not good. Down the pipe. That's not good. Uh, Phil's no longer going to be in this show because uh, he no. goes to Stevens, who plonks headphones on him again, and Boss off screen says he's a, fa a failure yeah. and suggests uh, self destruction. So up he gets and uh, he jumps off the roof, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fell, fell. Um, they should have had him played by Stuart Fell as well, shouldn't they? Mm. Could have had Fell playing Fell, Fell off the roof. Yeah, he's gone. He's dead. Um, again, it's sort of is building up the idea that Boss has got no scruples and doesn't value human life at all. Which is the, always the big, the big sin in villains in Doctor Who, and it is when they don't value human life. Um, but yeah, so Boss, Boss has him killed. Um, the the brig is sort of stymied because the brig wants to try and close down and investigate, but he's stymied because Stevens. Um, best mate is uh, the ecology minister who's got the year of the prime minister yeah so yeah he's told to back off and yeah. this 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 mate this is always something that does make me laugh a bit because this this story is very prescient in a lot of places and people say oh look, look they predicted jeremy thorpe and that it's like yeah but he never got to be prime minister mm. it's like yeah it was it was put in as a joke that the prime minister was jeremy because they um barry letts wanted the Liberals to win and thought they had a good chance. Mm. Um, well, but yeah, no one remembers Jeremy Thorpe now, do they? No, no. Um, he was an ugly man. He was. Uh, that night, the Doctor's enjoying his supper at the Nut Hatch, uh, yes. which is a lovely scene. <laughs> Love, oh, it's great. Isn't it? We don't we don't get a lot of this in Doctor Who, the the everyday stuff. Um, and this is great. They're having a lovely meal. You know, the the Briggs let his hair down. Um, He's enjoying what he thinks is steak, and it turns out to be corn. Yes. Um, 
yeah, re re really good. And then we get the uh, where the Jones, uh, Jones introduces all the other people, and they're all like PhDs and top of their yeah. game people. And the brig is is wonderfully uh, confused by this, isn't it? <laughs> but you're living here in the mud. He's brilliant, the brigadier. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a great again. It's 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 a great story for everyone, but yeah, a great story for the brig. Yep, yep. Um, the doctor bids Joe good night. And uh, and he knows he's losing her, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, 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 he definitely knows it. I mean, we get that weird, we get that weird um, end to a joke, which everyone laughs at. And I think, what? Why is it funny? And it's the doctor says, uh, "Never trust a Venusian longhorn with a perigosto stick." <laughs> and everyone laughs. And I, I wonder, are they just laughing out of that, this politeness? Oh, yeah, I think. Oh, yes. The man's gone mad. But no, you're right. The the doctor knows. That, that Joe's fallen for mm. Jones and would rather spend time with Jones. Yes, um, which is he, why he, yeah. he pushes Jones oh. away yeah, when it's, he goes along. <laughs> it's quite horrible because Joe's in a, which now is just an awful frock, but she's in a best party frock. She wants some quality time with, <coughs> with Dr. Jones uh, or Professor Jones. Um, and the doctor's like, no, 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 you come over here young man and we'll talk about it yeah he's being a bit of a git yes <laughs> a yeah git. but this is all right this is better than the appalling yes. peter capaldi jealous oh, of yeah. clara's boyfriend nonsense yeah. that we've talked about before you know yeah because this is just this is the doctor coming to the right conclusion and working his way through it and it's beautiful character stuff it's not yeah he's not he's not horrible in it no no, he's doing. He's playing, playing it through, and eventually, at the end of the episode, he knows he's got to give, let Joe go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're, they're weirdly going to uh, investigate the egg tomorrow. Yes. You know, yes. Never, never put off till tomorrow. What's going to hatch tonight? Um, and the egg hatches oh, out. Boy, does it! Yeah. Yes, right by Late Joe, yeah. who doesn't notice it, and it CSOs itself across the floor, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not. I was going to put this in my bad CSO, and it's like it's not that bad. When it's it's, it's creeping across the floor, it's like okay. I'll, it reminded me very much of um, of other sort of comparable effects when they do creatures and that. And it's like okay, I'm not going to put that on my list because it's not bad CSO. Right. It's it's about as good as CSO got. Um, and yeah, that's the end of episode three. Yeah. And again, I remember that ending. Yeah, I remember that ending. It is Skin. a classic ending. Yeah. It's a very puzzly uh, resolution to this cliffhanger episode four because that's when, wouldn't you know it? That's when Hinks comes Hinks, in, yeah. um, and it jumps up at him. Yeah, how can a maggot jump? I don't know. I've never, I've never seen a maggot jump. Maggots they, can't they jump. Just, no, they, well. Very, very, very lacking in a knee department, aren't they? Yes, Maggots. yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it jumps in a, in a wonderfully uh, CSO way. Um, this, this, this bit of the book is amazing. I, I remember rereading it and rereading it and rereading it where it attacks Hinks. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's great. He uh, he pays for. I don't know. What, I'm, I'm presuming he would he'd come in to try and get the egg back. Um, but yeah, he he ends up paying the price for that. Yes, which yes. is a shame because I, I I liked his character. I 
yeah. Seem he disappeared. Yeah. I, I want to know where this maggot goes now because they say it's gone out the window, but nobody yeah. seems to really look for it. No, but... they never they never go and look for it. And then later on, it's in the larder. Yeah. Because yeah. because in the in the novelization, I think it goes off. It, it senses that there's a cat or something in the garden, and it goes off after it or something. Oh, something okay, like okay. It's, been a while it's a great book, by the way. If, if anyone wants to read it, it's, mm. it's from it was one of the first, um, um, and it, it it's brilliant, really good. All right, um, I've I've next uh, put Never Fear Benton's here. Benton, oh, I love seeing Benton. He's great in this as well. Uh, yeah, Benton turns up. The brig's been ordered to blow up the mine. Yes. Um, uh, so he's he's brought the unit troops in. I love seeing unit troops. They're so inadequately trained. Yes. <laughs> Great. But the doctor says he wants a maggot, doesn't he? Um, yes. And, and he's given 32 minutes to convince Stevens. And Stevens yeah. is having none of it at all. Yeah, because it's, um, it, it's really nice, this as well, the way they, they sort of do it, because... Yeah, the doctor wants a live maggot to experiment on, and until he can find a cure, he doesn't want anyone risking their life to go on there and do it, like, hmm. willy-nilly. He wants to do it safely. I guess, great, that's, that's, this is the doctor we want. Capaldi would have just sent someone in there, wouldn't he? Yeah. Passing yeah. five-year-old. Go <laughs> and get me that maggot. Hmm. Um, yeah, so the doctor's got 20 minutes or whatever, 25 minutes to convince Stevens to recant the order to blow up the mine um, and I think it's, this is the point that um, that someone else appears as I have got it? written and then in comes another maggot Mike yeah. Gates <laughs> yeah um, oh. what can we say about Mike Gates he's awful yeah that'll do it <laughs> yeah I don't I don't get I don't get it because um, the, the actor was sort of he was brought in and they thought very highly of him. Um, I've never been convinced by Mike Yates, ever. Wasn't he brought in to be a love interest for Joe? Yes, yeah, it was, it was going to be a love interest for Joe until I think they probably realised even Joe wouldn't fall for <laughs> such, a, such a pathetic sort of example of, uh, of 1970s man. He's terrible. He's not, he's not believable. He's, he seems to be just... Um, sort of doing a comedy performance in this, larking around. He's always like, oh, it's me, it's my case. Um, I know he's got his fans, you know, but I, no, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. If you, if you like Mike Yates, let us know why, because, yeah, hmm, strange. But he's by far, by far, the weakest element of this entire story. He is. But he, he's got to be crucial because he's in on yes. the inside, isn't he? he yeah, he's the he, Briggs in. in but he's, he's so unconvincing in that. I don't know why. He might as well have worn on a badge that said spy on it. Yeah. He's so unconvincing. Um, then we, but that's followed up by a great scene where, where Boss is just humming away to himself. He's happy. And then Stephen says something. He goes, oh, like the good little Nietzsche you are. It's yes. great. Yeah, that's this a good line. so sparkling. Yeah. Brilliant. That's an um, excellent line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, boss is just amazing. No, no, like you go to where Stephen says sorry and he goes, Don't apologize, my little superman. Yes, <laughs> so yes. good. Yeah. Almost every line from Boss is worth putting on a t shirt, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the, the maggots are coming out, out on the slag heap, aren't they? Yes. Um yeah. they're uh, also coming up the pipe. 
And the pipe, yeah, the cleaning dodgy, lady. Dodgy CSO seven. I want yeah, to say we're the right. cleaning yeah. lady stumbles yeah. across them. But that long shot of the slag heap, where again it, yeah. it, they're just using maggots, it's that one that falls down. Um, yes, that's it, unfortunate yeah. timing. Yeah, because again, with when you miniaturise stuff, and, and this used to happen all the time in the Jerry Andersons, when you miniaturise stuff, when you get things like that natural falling, it's so obvious then yeah. that it's miniaturised and slowed down. Yeah, yeah. it's just if it's it if hadn't good. fell, it would have been much better. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you uh, know where? Because obviously the, the the big thing that always comes up in these uh, sort of behind the scenes on this is that some of the maggots were played by water-filled condoms. I could, I was I was watching it with a thought, my mind on wherever the condoms, and uh, I couldn't really place anywhere that. They, they would have used inflated condoms. Well, I've, I've seen that, you know, it's a modern myth that that is the case. But no, oh, it, okay. uh, uh, no but, but wait for behind the scenes because there is no. corroboration that, yes, indeed, there are condoms. But I don't know where because right. okay. when you're looking for a condom, you think you'd you spot it, one, wouldn't you? you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, that, they're coming out onto the slag heap. Bullets don't <laughs> yes. work on them. Pesticides don't work chitinous. on them. Chitinous. Yeah, I've got, I've got, um, I've got a bit on behind the scenes on that yeah. as well. Um, and then we have the Doctor as a milkman. Yes, and I, I love this. The, the, in theory, these scenes should be really embarrassing, but Pertwee is just so wonderful at playing odd characters. Yeah, well, he, he describes himself as a milkman, and he's totally believable. And he has this great scene with Terry Walsh, where he's describing his son. Uh, his son's ill, so I come out to, to, to help him out. And he said, it was too old. And it's great. I love it. It's really good. It immediately takes me yeah. back. I think he was in, what, four or five carry-ons. Yes. And this is a carry-on character the, well, this is, he's uh, doing. We should, we should have done this a couple of weeks back, because this is, this is the same performance that he did in Carry On Cowboy as Wyatt Earp's cousin. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember? And it's almost the same tash and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And he gets into the base because, um, yeah, they did, like, uh, Terry Walsh is like, I don't want to talk to this idiot. Just go. <laughs> um, and when he's dressed as the cleaning woman, that's when he meets Mike Yates. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. who, who says, I like your handbag. Yeah, we get again. Could have been embarrassing, but it's actually really well done. Even the bit where um, the security guard says, uh, "You're right, Doris. How's your husband?" And he goes, <laughs> "It's like, oh, I love that. It's very Monty Python." Yeah, I don't Pertry mind it was at all. Superb. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, but what I don't get on this, so the brig rings up Mike Yates, and Mike Yates is quite. He's trying to sort of not say that he's being guarded, so he said, "No, I'm being very well." But the brig is just openly saying, Captain Yates, what's your report? You're spying for me. Does he not worry that the phones are tapped to him? Yeah, I guess not. No. He's in that, Wales. That's the sort of thing that, yeah, well, that's the sort of thing that, uh, that only a, a devilish foreign spy would do, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it, 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 it's British just not cricket, is it? it? No. No. no, no, it wouldn't do it. No. no. And Joe goes off to get a maggot, you know, to prove her yes. worth because, you know, Professor Jones has been a bit shitty to her. So yeah, she's so gonna... she's she's accidentally knocked some of his uh, his um, fuller's earth onto his slides, and he comes up with that, which again I've never heard as a Welsh insult. Where he goes, "Oh, you clumsy young goat!" <laughs> what? 
maybe that was improv. I don't know. Be, yeah. But yeah, that's, that that's the thing, isn't it? That's the yeah. thing that's going to kill the virus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, this is the um, which comes to play later on, which is the serendipity thing, which was the first time I'd come across that word. Yes, me too. Um, yeah. And of course, when um, uh, when uh, Katie Manning left, she did a, a show called Serendipity. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did a, a BBC show. Um, no, right. I think there's, there's some clips on the DVD. It might even be a whole episode. Uh, but it's no wonder it failed. Sorry. No, all right. <laughs> it's not very really good. Okay. Um, um, what we got next? What we got next? Um, oh, yes. No, no, yeah. The, the episode ends with the Doctor wandering onto the set of UFO. And it is staggering yes, yeah. just how many bits of computer banks and, and equ equipment. And not changed, is it? Like that nope. desk that desk in the middle with the, the, the fence bit around, that's from the moon base. You can you can see Gay Ellis sitting behind it in many a photo. Yeah, it's shocking. They've just wholeheartedly imported them in. Even the light yeah. sequences yeah. on the LEDs, yeah. exactly the same. Because, of course, Century 21 was closing down, wasn't yeah. it? Um, and they were relocating. So the BBC got an awful lot of the, uh, the miniatures and an awful lot of the uh, full-size props. Yeah, and they, here they, they are. Lot, a lot of bang for their bucks, didn't they? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is quite staggering to watch it because I've been yeah. I've been rewatching UFO over breakfast the last uh, couple of days, and yeah, it's like bloody hell. That yeah. is UFO. It would be the equivalent of an episode of UFO where they go onto the UFO and it's the Pertwee Tardis yeah. interior. It is it's that, that crossover, jarring, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Yeah, and UFO was only like three years before, so it's yeah. not like it was old hat to a viewer, no, you no, know. De definitely not, and it looks it looks good because of it, because it's really well made. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. The, the end of the episode is is rather good. It's the Doctor, and he goes, "Ah, oh, you're just a computer to boss," um, which is great. I like that. Yeah, the, the, the Doctor's so against technology, isn't he? In this. Uh, yeah, in the yeah yeah the the cliffhanger is is the reveal that boss is the computer. It's not somebody operating the computer. Yeah. No, no, he is the computer. He's, yes, he's an AI system, which again is quite ahead of its time. You know, yeah. we're worried about AI now. Um, but boss, yeah, I, I I wrote it down, but I don't think I got it quite right. Is it biomorphic organic system supervisor or something? I didn't write it down. Yeah, John Pertwee said it too fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the line from Boss when he says how he studied the Doctor's unit file that the trick is to stop you talking, he says yes. to the Doctor. Wonderful, yeah. <laughs> and again, this this is such a great performance considering it's just a vocal one. Um, yeah, he, he, he spars with Pertwee. Uh, it's great. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they, they sort of, Boss explains that um, computers had got so far, but it needed that human capacity to yes. to make illogical decisions so they linked his they linked boss to steven's brain and i was thinking so did did this happen because later on when 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 boss finally sort of ends all the all the guards and that they're not guards they're like people from all over the country that they've no idea how they got there and so what do you think steven's he must have been part of the scientific team that was creating boss and then taken over by yeah, boss and then then taken over so presumably they formed global chemicals after boss was was done otherwise it, it's weird that you think that a, a chemical company managed to create perfect ai yeah but if that if, if global chemicals is 
was created after Boss came into being. Boss says that his prime directive is profit for Global yes. Chemicals. So yeah. I would have thought Global Chemicals yeah, I was suppose, first. Yeah. Perhaps, they, perhaps that was it. It just seems a weird thing that a petrol company would would do so, would create something that's worth more than any of the petrol they could do. They've created an AI system. It's, it's like the old Bond villains, isn't it, where they spend more on their underground lair than they yeah. can ever get by their plans. Just sell, sell the idea of Boss. You don't need to sell petrol at that point. Well, what I don't understand about Boss is his aspiration is just that. We've got to earn profit yeah. for global chemicals. No, I need to take over the world or link up with all other computers and yeah. become omnipotent. He just no, he wants just to make wants, a profit. Wants yeah, hmm. yeah, it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate Barry. Let's uh, go at capitalism, isn't it? It really is. Um, yeah, it's good. It's interesting. It's not the normal thing you would expect. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so that wonderful scene we get is then immediately followed by terrible CSO number eight, which is weirdly Unit talking to the RAF. I'm presuming they must have forgotten to film this on location. Yeah, we keep cutting back to that yeah. same background yeah. plate as well, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, CSO'd onto the tip, um, and Eagle One arrives yes. and, and starts dro dropping bombs. Well, you're expecting. They're, they're going, we're going to get the RAF in to do an yeah. airstrike. And Eagle high, One high as well. Explosive. Yeah, Eagle One is going to... And you're expecting, like, tornadoes or typhoons, and it's this cheap helicopter... And they're dropping the bombs out by hand, yeah, like something from World War One. Well, it's from Russia with um, love. It's the helicopter yeah. from Russia. Oh yeah, with love. you're right. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. It's just amazing. It's such a, an archaic scene, and um, yeah. It, but I suppose the the thing at the moment as well is we, we haven't covered is um, because we we said Joe had gone gone onto the slag heap to try and get a maggot. But Jones is sinner on the slag heap, and he's gone off as well. Hasn't oh, he rescues her, yeah, doesn't he, he? He goes to inverted commas rescue her, and then they get trapped by the bombing, so they hide in a shed. Um, yeah, a very convenient shed. Very convenient shed that we haven't seen before. I'm not entirely sure they put sheds in slag heaps. Uh, but then um, we cut back to Boss and uh, the Doctor, and and the Doctor tries to cook the machine, doesn't he? By Giving him an insoluble problem. Oh, that logic trick. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Which Kirk did all the time with computers and managed to destroy them. But the, but Boss is like, it's great because he's like, what a stupid thing. Oh, let me have a think. No, let, just give me a minute. And he's like someone <laughs> on the pub quiz. And he's like, yeah. I, just, I, can, I can work this out. And the doctor just slopes off. It's great. I like the way they, um, you know, Boss has the headphones put on the Doctor. Oh, yeah. But it's not working. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Doctor's finding it all rather amusing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's re really good. Um, yeah, the Boss can't work out why. It's, like, it's, it's not working, Stevens. Mm. It's great. Yeah, and that's when Mike Yates springs the Doctor. Um, yes. But he's caught. The Doctor escapes by milk float. Yeah. Hardly James Bond, that, is it, escaping yeah. in a milk float? <clears throat> Yeah, you can you can generally you could walk faster than a milk float can drive. Right, yeah, so. right. I've now put, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Michael Benteen's potty time model work of Bessie going over the tip, that tiny yes. little model of Bessie being pulled along. Well, the trouble is we've 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 got the tiny model of Bessie on a bit of string, coupled with the <laughs> terrible terrible CSO again of. of the Doctor and Benton in Bessie trying to rescue Joe. That is um, appalling, that CSO. Yes, it's, it's really, really bad. 
Um, and they, they, they go to, they find uh, Joe and Jones, but Jones has been, uh, he's been touched by a maggot and he's infected. Well, they think he's got concussion to start with, but we, we know there was a maggot in the shed. Yeah. There's always maggots in sheds, isn't there? And that's when he says the serendipity yeah. thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then no one knows what it means, <coughs> except the doctor, but he doesn't bother telling anyone. Um, yeah. And then Mike. Uh, oh yeah, Mike gets hypnotised by Boss, and he has to come in in a really embarrassing scene, and he he tries to shoot the doctor. I've put hardly yeah. BAFTA acting no, at that point. It's not very good. I love that the the brick comes in and he's just immediately pissed off with with the Yates. And Yates, like, drop that gun! What are you doing, you buffoon? Yeah, he's he's great. Um. As great as that is, it gets even better because you know the Doctor stops Mike Yates with the yeah. blue sapphire, blue pistol, yeah. but we have a hypnotised brig at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's great that scene, and it, again, it's cliche now, but but Nick Courtney just. The look on his face, he's, <laughs> you buy it. It's like, oh, that is superb. And then the doctor Oh, good to, grief uh, goes yeah. to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just such a, a wonderful ensemble of camaraderie at this point, and it? it's, it, I don't think it ever gets better. No, no. So um, I've now got Mike gets Mr. I can't read my writing. Mr. James. Ja- ja- Mr. Yeah. James. El- Elgin's replacement. Yeah, who is Roy Skelton, isn't it? That's yeah, Roy, Roy Skelton. Skelton. Yeah, yeah. 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 He gets uh, him to break was, his um, hypnotism. Was he... I can't remember if he was Zippy George or Bungle. Was he, no, no, Bungle. he's uh, Zippy. Zippy, is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's Zippy, yeah. I know he did one of them, yeah. Uh, he's not very good, though. I mean, he hasn't got a lot to do. I'd love it if this had been Elgin. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, we, we meet him. And I, I like it, they sort of say... As if they just plucked him off the shop floor, and it's like, oh, he'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just hanging around, wasn't he? Yeah, um, just around. yeah episode and then we find six. Out that, uh, yeah, episode six, we find out that uh, it's the corn that killed the maggot. Yes. Not a good advert for corn, really. Yeah, because this missing one just turns up in Nancy's yeah. pantry. Um, some yes, somehow has been hidden all this time, yeah. and then somehow jumps up onto the table to have a go at the uh, the uh, beef corn thing. Yeah, which is weird because why with why would it go after that? Was it just that tasty? <coughs> but yeah, kill, kills it in a sort of handy way, um, and they realise that this is this is something that could kill the maggots because they've tried all insecticides so far. Uh, and Benton sort of says that um, oh, they love it, they're lapping it up. Uh, and then we get, again, possibly the worst CSO, which is when they go off and Benton's chucking uh, oh, good grief. The, 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 the micro-protein stuff at the maggots. I have literally um, put, oh, good grief, CSO Benton scattering the fungi. Yes. Um, um, and again, I don't, I don't quite know why... Because we've seen that Bessie was there on location. I don't know why they couldn't just film it. Or did they film it? They didn't come out? Or maybe the, seems weird. Was this Yeah, maybe the processing was, was bad. Yeah. It's something. I don't know. I don't know. I like the line, they're dying like uh, maggots. Maggots, yeah. <laughs> Benton's great in this. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, when so we get our first yeah. shot of the fly. Just yes. a bit of the fly to begin with, don't we? Yes. Yeah, we see uh, it teases us. Because um, the doctors sort of mentioned that 
that the maggots could sort of mutate into you know pupae and then flies um, as maggots have a tendency to do certainly around our bins they do um, <coughs> and he's worried that then they'll spread the poison all over the planet um, but yeah it, we, we sort of get this tease of it uh, and I think we I think we came to the conclusion last time that it was a lovely static model, but it just didn't move it, enough. It didn't work at all, yeah. did it? Uh, no. We're just about to see it, but just before it, we do get that nice line from Benton with that here, kitty, kitty. Yeah. As yeah. he's spreading the thing. But yeah, the fly appears, not too bad when we first see it, but then, oh yeah. dear, oh dear, the uh, the flying process shots Yes. are not good. Yeah, not good. This is, because I don't think this is, I mean, it might be CSO, I suppose, but it, yeah, it's just it's some sort of process shot, and it looks awful. Um, let's blame CSO. Why Shall not? we? Yeah. All right. Okay, and um, yeah, with a crunch of celery, by the sounds of it, uh, the Doctor yep. kills the yeah. beautiful creature, as he calls it. Yeah, it's um, his cape. His cape's so heavy, it crushes the poor thing. Um, yeah, the, the sequence in the book is, is much more actionful than what we see. Mm. But did, I, I can't remember, did you say when we did this, did you say this was the last minute? No, no, that, sort of. what it was from, from memory is they built the prop um, yeah. and the, the, the idea was it to actually have it hanging from that helicopter. Oh, that was it. Yes. But yeah, it was too right. windy, it didn't work, so they yeah. then had to, you know, do this composition shots and yeah. that's what really doesn't work does it yeah I, I remember you saying that, that it wasn't what they had planned um, I'd love to I'd love to see what like the reaction of the BBC was when they saw this did they go well that was amazing mm. or did they go mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so that's it that's that's the flight yeah. dealt with and um, and uh, we're back to boss singing again yeah, brilliant, lovely scene. Yeah, he's having the right old time of it, having a little sing-song. He's enjoying his work, isn't he? Yeah. I like yep. it, because I often worry about mad dictators. They don't seem to enjoy being in charge. Oh, this one's loving it. Yeah, he's loving it. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, because the moment of truth is here, isn't it? Phase two yes. is here, and Boss yep. is going to be sent to seven other locations. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm presuming just in, I mean, they're called global chemicals, but... I think they, they mention around the world, is it? Seven, mm. seven locations around the world, and that's enough that they'll be able to then take over the entire population. Um, <coughs> but I, if his thing is making profit, who's he going to make a profit off of? Yes, yeah. Because I, I thought if it was just a profit everyone, thing. Yeah. 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 I, again, I wonder if it was a bit of a la last minute of we've got to have him do something evil. Because, mm. um, yeah. It, it's a weird they want to take over the world now yes um, but then yeah uh, the doctor they, they they they're gonna fight their way into global but part of this conditioning is it means all the security guards are frozen in place so the doctor goes up to the UFO uh, moon base and uh, manages to talk Stevens he uses the crystal yeah, doesn't the he crystal to to get rid of Stevens sort of um, conditioning and Stevens is then he realizes what's going on and he's going to uh, go down with the sinking ship because he uh, he's cross-feeding the generator circuits 
which is dangerously close to reversing a polarity yeah. of a neutron flow. But whatever it is, yeah. he sacrifices himself, doesn't he? He does, yeah. To blow and we get up. a really good model explosion. It's a really good model shot, yeah. yes. Yeah, agree, yeah. yeah. And then we have the lovely ending for yeah, this which story. Is, again, very unusual for Doctor at this area that you had wrap-up scenes, but this was done because obviously Katie Mann was leaving. And um, I think she probably gets gets the best the best leaving reason and scenes uh, probably since Ian and Barbara yeah. I would think um, yeah it's, it's brilliant we, it, we get it this, is good stuff yeah the, the, this wonderful homely warm camaraderie going on and the doctor realizes he's no longer part of this i love his line when, when, when he realizes you know the two want to be alone he goes yeah. i do think i'm going to be wanted on the telephone <laughs> and just yeah. walks out which yeah, is he walks nice out, gets into bessie and drives off ah but before the, that uh, again another not bafta worthy bit of acting from mike yates when yeah. uh, you know uh, they break the news to everybody and he goes Oh well, that's marvellous. He goes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, f- the 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 final goodbye scene between the Doctor and Joe. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's done, Doctor Who. Yes. That's how you do it. All right, underplayed, beautifully acted. The yeah. Doctor just walks away, and Joe jo knows he's yeah. gone. If this was modern Who, that would have been almost a whole episode of tear jerking, people crying. Oh, this. I is don't me. want to yeah. go. I don't want to go. Yeah. bollocks this is how you do it <laughs> poignant uh, br- you know british stiff upper lip inside you're crying but don't don't show it on the outside it's yeah perfect perfect companion leavings yeah and and we feel so sorry for the doctor you know he goes out yeah. he, he sits in bessie he uh, takes a moment and then to begin with i mean he just drives across we've got that uh that that shot of Bessie going across the uh, yeah the landscape the setting, yeah. yeah driving across a slag heap and yeah. then that's it yeah yeah it's um it's heartbreaking you just want to give him a, a cuddle yeah a cuddle um, yeah but then in in you know three months time it's uh, Joe who yes Sarah Sarah Jane's here yes. All right, well, that's the story and yes. how, how fabulous it was to uh, to revisit it. I mean, you know, this last week, I mean, last time I said, uh, you know, I've got a bit of a cold. Don't worry, it's yes. not COVID. Well, I've had Guess COVID. Not. It's been and gone. Yeah. Um, this is a few famous days l- later. Famous, famous luckily not last words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, normally we record on a Tuesday. This yes. is a Friday uh, because, you know, it's just... Uh, got in the way and um but part of my convalescence was to uh um you know just sit and watch six episodes of a cracking doctor who story i think that aided my convalescence i think yeah it it's the sort of thing um when you were as a kid you'd sit with your lucasade and and watch telly like this and it would make you feel better yeah yeah what you should have done is stocked up on a load of corn products or the chocolate that you had Odd chocolate, yeah, that would yeah, be done. Yeah, um, yeah, a load of less chocolate. Yeah. Mm. All right. But, well, uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, it's weird to think you've had COVID and quite bad as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a bit rough. Than a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Because I think you you sort of said didn't you, at the time, uh, people that go, ah, oh, this new one is nothing. Mm. You're, you're punching in the face now. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I don't particularly relish the <laughs> idea of having that no. to deal with again. Um, 
But uh, here we are. Um, yes. We're at the yeah. point now on the uh, story uh, where we talk about the Earth date. We've got a yeah. Earth date. And we've always said, haven't we, with the third Doctor Tales, they're sort of like somewhere in the mid-70s. It's a few years yeah, in the yeah, future, they're, they're isn't a few, it? Yeah, I think we sort of said they're, they're anywhere between three to five years ahead of where they were filmed yeah um it's a little bit ahead so i think yeah this is this is going to be your late 70s I reckon. yeah well if that is the case already in that sort of area it's apart from one it's all third doctor in this area we've yeah. already covered um the three doctors inferno yeah. the sea devils the time warrior and then one appearance by the second doctor for web of fear was somewhere oh, yes, in the yes. mid 70s yes. all right so that's our earth date uh behind the scenes um the writer of this story robert sloman has claimed that the slightly he says slightly stereotypical portrayal of the welsh <laughs> uh was because of his bad experience of playing rugby against welsh really? teams when he lived in the west country yes yes and uh yeah the script required the doctor to state that the maggots Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to have, well, he says thick, chitinous skin, doesn't yeah. he? And, he does, yeah. and the reason he says chitinous is because John Pertwee didn't know how to pronounce the word, so he asked Barry Letts. And Barry Letts, not knowing the term <laughs> either, told him to pronounce the first syllable chit rather than kite. Okay. Yes, yeah, because that's how it's spelled, isn't it? It's yes. Chit. Yeah, it's phonetically. Uh, and there was no Google back then. Yeah. No. Well, apparently, two days after episode four was broadcast, Barry Letts received a letter consisting simply of the words, The reason I'm writing is how to say kiting. Brilliant. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? That's great. Somebody wrote, thought of that, wrote it, yeah. put a stamp on it, and sent it off to the I BBC. I wonder if anyone's ever come forward to say that was them. Uh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. That was a 10-year-old me, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, we said Tony Adams, oh, Elgin, he was taken ill during recording. So Roy Skelton stands in for him, yes. And you said earlier, yeah, John Durth, who who was the voice of Both, would later play Lupton in Planet of the Spiders. Where he plays... He plays a character in that. We'll eventually do that one, I suppose. But he plays a character in that that you can almost smell the mould and the <laughs> You know exactly how that guy's going to smell. Old old tobacco and slightly damp clothes. There you go. Yeah, you've got him. You've got him. Yeah. All right. And then one last bit of behind the scenes comes from Colin Mapson, one of the BBC oh, effects right, yeah. bobs, bods. And uh, he says... <laughs> Uh, such a vivid memory. We were freezing cold, lying on a slag heap in Glamorgan, operating a selection of giant maggots. Some of these maggots were glove puppets. Others had rods entering the belly, which operated from below. We were hidden beneath black sacks, lightly covered with, covered with soil. The maggots that were blown up by bombs dropped from the helicopter were condoms packed oh, out with foam right. material to the appropriate size. So there you are, okay. there's your condoms. That makes sense. So those those explosion scenes, they're not really close-ups. That make, Yeah, that makes much more sense. Yes. He then says, uh, whilst on location, we also set up and filmed some short sequences which were supposedly on the planet surface of Metabilius Three. A sparse set dressing and colourful lighting was used to represent the alien terrain. 
Um, our team then simulated the hostile weather environment using a wind machine and bits of polystyrene for snow. We had great fun attacking John Pertz with a, mm. with a large pair of prop bird talons held from above by us and by throwing lightweight rocks and spears at him as he ran for the safety of the TARDIS. Okay. I yeah. enjoyed that and he probably didn't. Yeah, and then he says, Ron Oates supervised the model filming using Richard Conway and myself as his assistants. We built a model landscape of the muddy Welsh valleys and liberally sprinkled it with real maggots so this wasn't a model shoot for the squeamish. The miniature version of Bessie, seen speeding through the scene, was moved from beneath via a rod. Okay. Ron also built a highly detailed model of the Global Chemicals building, which we had great fun blowing up. Yeah, that was good. It's a good shot, man. That is good. And again, on film, so, yeah. so, you know, looks much better, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't have looked half as good on video. Yeah. All right, well, with our adversaries, I was thinking about Stevens being an adversary, but really, do we include him? Because yeah, I think he's... I don't know, because he is, he is a bad guy for most of it, but he's not at the end. He's no. misguided. No, I think we'll leave him off, because he, he does the right thing in the end. All right. Although so, if he was on it, he would score very highly. Yeah. All right, so... so what should we do then? Shall we do, um, of course, boss? Yeah, should we do boss first? As he's in what else are we going to do? Are we going to do boss, uh, the maggots, maggots, and the fly? Yes. Yeah, I think so. All right. Hang on. Let me just write these down. So we've got design, effectiveness, and then adversary. All right. Do you want to do boss first? Yeah, should we do boss first? Um, Design-wise, he looks he looks great. The design because it's uh, they didn't design it, did they? It was UFO. It's UFO, um, and then a red circle with a speech. A red circle, oscilloscope yeah. line Which thing. Which is I, I quite like. That. I mean, that's CSO that works, and I like the fact that the oscilloscope does actually match John Deere's voice. Um, it yeah, I, I I like the design of boss. I like the idea of the computer, and it's got enough quirks about it that it's not the normal run-of-the-mill sort of mad computer uh, so design-wise I think he gets a he gets a, a healthy eight from me I an eight blimey mm. I gave him a six Ooh. all right so seven for design now this is uh, I think where things move upwards a bit uh, yeah. the effectiveness of boss I I adore boss I'm I'm, I'm Unapologetic about that. Um, for me, boss is a ten out of ten. A ten. I knew you were yeah. going to go higher, but I didn't think you were going to go that high. He's great. Now I love. I just. I just love it. I love the performance. I love the way he works. I love the fact he sings when he works, <laughs> and I. I love the how they realised him without. They didn't go too sort of stupid or anything. It's like that's what we need is that oscilloscope, and he's got enough life. Yeah, I, I think he's a ten out of ten for me. All right, well, I gave him an eight. All right. Okay. So that's a average of a nine. <coughs> All right. Fair. Okay, so, so if we have a nine for effectiveness and a seven for um, uh, design... That's an eight all told, isn't it? No, it's Dead a seven eight? and a is half, because that's oh, 15, yeah. isn't it? And then divide it by two. Oh, right. That's seven and a half. All right. Okay, shall we do the maggots? Yes. So, Are we gonna? Because we're gonna have to take account for all of the versions of the maggots. Yeah, I'm afraid so. So, so you've yeah. got the lovely close-ups, but then you've got the unfortunate yes. tumbling down maggot. Um, so design-wise, they—I mean, it's a maggot, 
but it's a really nice manga. I love the fact that they've included Jaws. Weirdly, they got four little udders. They have. So do you think eventually um, <laughs> Global would have manufactured maggot milk? You know, well, it's all about profit, isn't milk. it? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like people putting on their cornflakes a bit of maggot milk? How do you milk a maggot? There's a question for a t-shirt. Wearing gloves, I would think. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think design-wise, the idea of using maggots is great. We Everyone's got that natural ugh about maggots. Yeah. Uh, I know I have. Um, I hate them when they're on the bin, you know. Oh. To, ugh, yeah, it's not good. Um, but they, you know, they have their place under my boot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think design-wise, it's good design, but but there's nothing really special about maggots. I'm going to give them a six. Well, I gave them a seven. All right, because I really do like their faces. You're more, you're yeah, the faces are great. You're more into the maggots than you are uh, the, the the computers. <laughs> yes, I, I guess so. Yeah, you're into computers. Yeah. I'm into maggots. Yeah. All right, and how effective are these maggots? Um, there are some, you know rose-tinted glasses and all that there are some uh, terrible effects shots of the maggots like say as soon as as soon as they're not using the full-size ones they just they're not great they either look like rice or you know they're, they're immobile um but then we've got the the amazing prop ones with the jaws and the hissing and on yeah. film and oh they're just so good and that has to counterweight a lot of it um so i'm gonna give it effectiveness they work they scared the shit out of me as a kid uh, i'm going to give them an eight an eight okay well i gave them a six because yeah i mean yeah. the close-ups are really good but you have far more of the long shots than you do the close-ups yeah. all right so that's an av average of seven for effectiveness all right um which gives us a final tally of 6.75 for the maggots so. yeah and then the fly. What do you think about the look yeah. of the fly? Um, I, w I wish I'd have listened to our podcast because we scored that, but I can't remember what we give it. Um, the design, the design of the fly. I think it's like a big dragonfly. It looks good. Um, so I think design, design gets a, a six and a half. I think from me. Oh, is that all? Yeah, I mean, it's dragonfly, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, true. Well, I gave it eight and a half. Oh, wow. Because I, th yeah. I really like it. And I think we said on the, um, effectively speaking, the, the eyes actually did light up, although it's just yes. not they very apparent. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you know. see it happening. Yeah, no. I, think the mo I think we said on that that the actual model itself is much better than the effect. Yes, it? yes. And, 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 yeah, that's why I gave it eight and a half. So that's seven and a half for its design now how effective yeah. is this fella um i i think this is where it falls down because it's i think we said this on the other one as well that it's it's too immobile it needed it needed something better and the process shots just don't work i would, I would really be interested to have seen it that you know on on wires from the helicopter mm. would that have helped it would that have saved it um so i think it's 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 a very very average five i think for me for its effectiveness I mean, it just it doesn't seem to work you're kinder than me i only gave it a three well, you know because so yeah we've balanced each other out then on both of the scores yeah i mean you know that first shot where you just see bits yeah. of it that's fine but then you, you know what i you're you're, at, you're right i think i might have been too generous there i'll drop mine down to four 
a four. All right, yeah, so that's three and a half yeah, then. You're right, it doesn't work. Other, otherwise, it's not going to be fair on some of the other creatures that we've... You know, I can't... Yeah, I, I always find this scoring so difficult because my nostalgia... Yes. ...kicks in. All right, well, that gives them a final adversary rating of five and a half. All right. Slightly above average. Slightly above average. All right, well, let's put these three into their caravans then, shall we? Um, so, well, just... <laughs> uh, no one's going to want to get in with you. Will anybody be sharing with, with the, a maggot? Um, yeah, if they're in with the uh, Jacondans, that would be quite apt. <laughs> All right, well, let's look at Boss. Boss is seven and a half. So yep. he is sharing. Yeah, Boss is like, you know, a big red screen on the wall of the caravan with some UFO computers around it. Um, the Raiders, Gelf. You oh, know, the, okay. the spirit form yeah. Gelf. Uh, Morgane the Witch, old Jean Marsh. Oh, they, they would have lovely conversations at night. They would. But what about Boss talking to the 10th planet Cybermen? I could see that. Yeah? Because they'll be going, you do not have need emotions. And he's going to go, well, yes, I, I do. I need them. <laughs> Let me tell you a joke. Yeah. Right. So next we have the, uh, let's do the maggots. Yep. 6.75 living at 7.6.75 with the maggots <coughs> is Johnny Ringo from oh, last well, week. Well, he's a bit of a maggot, isn't he? So, he is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Catkins. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, because to me, Catkins are those pussy willow. Oh, bugs, yes. Yeah. Um, which look like hairy maggots. They do, so, yeah. Uh, Smilers, so they don't really, yeah. they're not really yeah. bothered, are they? They're, uh, they're just going to smile about it. Yeah, poor old Lytton from Attack oh. of the Cybermen is living we with were, maggots now. Yeah, we were harsh on him. Weren't yeah, we? but but the best uh, companion for the maggots in number six point seven five is Sill. Oh, there we go. He's part maggot anyway, yeah. isn't he? He'll, he'll either befriend them or, or eat them. <laughs> I think it'll be the former, yeah. and then. Five and a half for the giant flies. I guess he's got to live on the roof or, or something. Um, we've got the Vord living at 5.5. Azal, Rutons, Salamander, Vogel, and the Wheel in Space Cybermen. So that's getting a bit of a busy caravan. That's getting busy. That is weird as well that a lot, our scoring must sort of work a bit because... Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of very middling yeah sort of effects there. Aren't they? Yeah, that is yeah, the middle of the caravan, of isn't it? Yeah, um, caravan park. All right. Um, is this story in your top ten? Yeah, I think so. I don't know where. Should so, we go from the bottom yeah, let's up? Go from the again? bottom up. Yeah. All right. At number ten, you've got the three doctors. <sighs> yeah, I think it. Okay, what's next? Uh, the gunfighters from last week. Go on. Web of Fear. Guys, difficult because it is really good. Um, is it Web of Fear good? What's above Web of Fear? The Daleks. Mm. No. Mm. I'm gonna, do you know, I, I think it it probably deserves a little bit higher, but there's so many good stories in it. I'm gonna swap it with. Uh, the three doctors. All right, so it's in at number ten there. then. <clears throat> yeah, it's in there, but I don't think it was. Well, it might stay in it, it might not. Um, 
Oh, it's such a, it's difficult doing a top ten because there's such strong stories. You've got some good ones in there now, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Difficult. Yeah. I can't let nostalgia. I'm looking at both our top tens at the moment, and at the moment there is no new Who in either list. And I, I do wonder, is there ever going to be a time when a new Who comes in? But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, I, I just don't, I think you're against, you know, 26 seasons yes. of, of, well, not full seasons of classic stories, but certainly a, a yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Might happen. Well, you know, the new series coming up and the That's anniversary true. next year. You never know. David Tennant coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could do that. it. Might be an all-time classic. You, if, if they gave you the choice, they ring you up and say, we've put, plucked your name out of the, the hat, Eric. Uh, we've heard your podcast. You seem to you seem to vaguely know something about Doctor Who. Uh, it's your choice. The next the Doctor, the 14th Doctor, is going to be David Tennant comes back. Or Danny Dyer. David Tennant. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Without, no, no. That, that can never happen. I've said to you privately, if it, Danny Dyer, that's me. Me and Doctor Who finished. I'm not even coming back when the monsters come back or anything. No, no, no. That's the end. Um, the Green Death for me, straight in at number five. Um, no messing. Wow. Yeah, wow, straight wow, wow, in wow. at number five. Yeah. So yeah. what's your what's your top five now? Top five, five Green Death, then the Sea Devils, then Horror of Fang Rock, then Robot, then P- Pyramids of Mars. That's a, that's a good that's a good weekend's viewing. It is. Do, do, do you want to know yours before uh, we yeah, go? go, on, go on, yeah, <clears> your top five: uh, Tomb of the Cybermen, yep. Inferno. Um, then at number three, The Keys of Marinus. Number two, Pyramids of Mars. Number one, Horror of Fang Rock. Yep, that, that is pretty much when I'm feeling down. That will be my story. Put any of them on, yeah. you'll be all right, won't you? Yes, yeah. 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 But we have other stories still to talk about we and do, consider. Yeah, few, and yeah. uh, that's a segue into the last bit tonight, which is you announcing who we're going to do for the fourth Doctor. Yes, um, yeah, we're a, di- a different one this time, and it's not something we'd normally do, um, but it, it, it sort of works for us, and it also works because it's a story I wanted to discuss, because I, I'm not really sure of your views on it, um, but if, if, if I said, how can I put, um, if I said, we're gonna we're gonna meet a race that in another series were terrible poets. Terrible poets. Terrible poets. The the third worst poetry in the universe. Is, is this a hitchhikers? It is, oh yes. Ah oh, right. I remember now. Yes, I know what we're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is unusual because usually this would be a special, wouldn't it? It would indeed. Yes. So we're we're going to revisit the Cybermen. We've only just done the the special for the Cybermen. But it left us in a bit of a quandary that we did the 60s and in the 70s there's only the one story. Yes. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to do Revenge of the Sidemen, which I think we've got quite, a, well certainly I've got quite a bit to say on. And I think it's, a, it, it's an important story, but I don't, yeah, I, I literally have no idea what your view is on it. Well, I'm holding off. Fascinating. I'm yeah. holding off until next week. And do I'm, you own it? 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite grateful that it is just the one tale because, as yeah. I say, this is now Friday, and we will be recording yeah, next Tuesday. So, Tuesday. so yeah, to only have one story, yeah. uh, I think it makes things easier for me. I'll, I'll watch it over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. I think it's quite, quite, quite a, a, an easy one to watch anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, we we are rushed because we've got we've got other things to watch as well haven't we? <laughs> for our, some of the other podcasts. other podcasts. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend, isn't <laughs> it, it is, for us? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okie dokie then. All right, so uh, yes, uh, we will return uh, next week with Cybermen yet again. With Cybermen again, yeah. Who could have predicted that one? There's Cybermats in that one as well, isn't there? We've got to there rate is, the yeah, Cybermats cyber as well. Cybermats, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, another UFO connection. Yes, Kelman. yes, yeah. there is. And of course, we have the, uh, the fabulous uh, Harry back, <gasps> as well Harry. as Sarah Jane. Uh. Yeah. Yes, the, the the absolute cream of the uh, of the Baker crew, I think. Will I be creaming? Will, Wait and yeah. find will out. Will you be creaming, or will your cream? <laughs> but, go or will sour? I be screaming? <laughs> yeah. Creaming or screaming? That could have been the the, um, the subtitle for this podcast. Doctor yeah. Abbey's creaming or screaming. Well, that'll be the tagline on Neozaz for next week. Yeah. Creaming or screaming? Listen and find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, folks. We'll we'll Good see stuff. you then. Then. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Cheers, Ian. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye.